the best rugby insight and analysis. I mean, what do you say before a World Cup final? <laughs> you don't know, what do you say? Oh, lads, it's a big game. We better win this one. Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. Not, I've not thought of it, yeah. What do you say? <laughs> Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. We hope you're doing okay around the country. John Duggan with you on this extended show until 8 this evening. Why are we on for longer this week? Because we're bringing you live commentary of the Heineken Champions Cup final between Leinster and La Rochelle from the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Let's just map out the show because it feels like one of the biggest ever weekends in Irish sport. After the news round at about half one, we're going to look ahead to tomorrow's crunch Munster hurling games involving Clare and Cork and Limerick and Tipperary and all the action in Leinster with Michael Verney of the Irish Independent. Then we've got James. James O'Donoghue, Dan and Killarney to keep us up to speed throughout the afternoon on Kerry versus Mayo in the first round of the Football Championship around Robin. From two until half three, Kathleen McNamee will be in the chair for Football Saturday with Dan McDonald and the former Republic of Ireland international Damien Delaney. Remember, Liverpool and Manchester United are playing at three o'clock today. Then I'll be off to the Aviva Stadium. We'll start our Leinster-La Rochelle build-up from the ground at half three. Alan Quinlan, a former man of the match in the European final, and James Tracy, a winner with Leinster five years ago, are on commentary duty alongside Kuan O'Flaherty will have all the build-up the trophy presentation the reaction a roundup as well of the day sport until we go off the air at 8 o'clock the National O'Reilly who'll be pitch side at Lansdowne Road is heading to the Katie Taylor fight tonight will have wall-to-wall coverage on your radio but also on the off-the-ball digital and social channels can't wait for this day folks can't wait for this weekend 53106 number for your texts if you want to share your opinions with us when it comes to sport any questions as well for guests during the show you can tweet us out off the ball Aidan Delaney Wexford's finest, how are you? I'm all good, John. Thank you very much. How are you? Leinster is not just a D4 thing. You're from Leinster. I'm from Leinster. I'm from Dublin. Exactly. It actually extends beyond the county borders here, all right. Yeah, no, lots of people down my way are very excited about this game today. So I definitely think that it's a a team that is starting to represent the the whole province a little bit more. Obviously, there is that kind of perception that it is just the D4 heads that are leading through. But, of course, we have our own Tyke Furlong there. 50th appearance today in the Heineken Champions. Absolutely. And I was just down in New Ross there the other day, and there's a a big, massive picture of him in his Lions jersey and everything. So they're certainly proud of him and hoping that he will get another Champions Cup uh, medal today. They have to win. They do have to win, yeah, because there is kind of this... I don't know really what you would call it, this kind of shadow hanging over them a little bit, especially since that URC semi-final defeat that they were expected to blow Munster away, even with their kind of third, fourth base team. But um, they definitely need to get that bit of silverware on the on the jersey now. It has been a little while, and particularly this feels like a little bit like the end of an era. Obviously, there's obviously going to be so many different, uh, you know, young talents coming through. And Sam yeah, yeah, is the latest. Yeah, Lancaster's leaving. Lancaster's leaving. Sexton is leaving. You know, there's a couple of other heads there that might go in the summer as well so you definitely think that this might be kind of a last chance saloon for those kind of guys and you know they obviously have so many different trophies with Leinster over the years but I think this one will be especially you know uh, really special for them uh, particularly getting one over on Rog. Yeah we heard from Leo Cullen and Rog yesterday so Let's bring us a bit of that. Yeah, um, Leo Cullen's side, of course, bidding for a fifth title, their first in five years. Uh, the head coach knows what it's like to taste success and defeat in this tournament. He says they learned from last year's loss and are more prepared to face their opposition today. Like, it's hard, so hard to win this tournament, isn't it? Um, you think you're on a roll <laughs> at different stages. I think back to that time, 2009, 11 and 12, and you think like, oh, because it was so hard up to that point. But then you're thinking, maybe it's not as hard as we thought it was. But it is hard. It's unbelievably hard. Um, and there's so many good teams. Um, and to navigate your way through the season, you know, there's 
so many bloody variables, isn't there, to get through. So um, we've been very close, very, very close last year, um, which was a painful experience to go through, as we know. Um, but you're down to, like, it's the last, what, two minutes of the game. Um, you're ahead for majority of the game, and you give up the lead right at the end, and, like, that's it. Opportunity lost. Um, so, yeah, credit everyone. is They've worked away and get back to that point. But, anyway, it's just on to the next one, isn't it? It's on to the next one always. Um, and here we are again. So, great opportunity. And But it's about to just delivering performance. Like, don't look too far into the future. It's just, again, going back to the plan, deliver on the plan, um, try and make a good plan before you deliver on the plan. Um, you know, then it's just committing to the plan. And, um, yeah, now it's just making sure we deliver on our jobs now because that's what it's all about. Uh, no point looking too far into the future or the past, for that matter. At least one member of the La Rochelle management staff will know exactly what the atmosphere can be like on a big day like today. Ronan O'Gara is looking to mastermind another victory over his old Leinster rivals. He says that people shouldn't forget he knows the Aviva like the back of his hand. It's a home game for me too, you forget, even though I don't play, obviously, but it's it's very important. It's such great memories in the stadium. The minute I walked through here, I was like, I can't believe I'm here because you're in a bit of a... a uh, a time warp because you're focused uh, but when you stand back from it it's it'll be a fantastic uh, occasion and there's a lot to be um, proud of but now is the moment not to be reflective you know I think it's it's time to it's time to drive on it's trying to get the best out of out of our players and um, these guys probably would have I suppose in their wish list had a bouclier first but now that they've captured Europe, they've got a taste for it, and they love it. And we want to go again, and we've got a semi-final. But no one's talking about the semi-final <coughs> book here because it doesn't matter. All that matters is tomorrow. But we, uh, we're good. We, we've this group has probably learned from two finals, and we don't want that taste of what happened in, in I suppose, year one in the journey. Now we want to kick on. The Heineken Cup final kicks off 4.45 at the Aviva Stadium. We are there for live commentary, the build-up from half three. Cahal Malani, you're a neutral here. You're from Connacht. So how you feel? Are you an Irish rugby fan today? Yeah, are we all so. Irish rugby fans? Maybe people uh, in Munster or not? I think so. I think, uh, <laughs> I think you've got to embrace the occasion, I think, first of all. And there seems to be quite a bit of pressure swirling around the match for Leinster in particular when you consider... Uh, people departing the province at the end of the season Stuart Lancaster and Johnny Sexton they'll obviously want to give them a good send off they've suffered that defeat to Munster last week in the league and also the previous between the two teams um, so all of that added together means that there's quite a lot riding on it for Leinster as well as the, the obviously the title today you just wonder in a match of such fine margins uh, will home advantage play a significant part if it is tight coming down the stretch and their familiarity with the venue and and just being on home turf, but uh, it should be a brilliant occasion, and, and the day in Dublin as well so far has been quite good weather-wise. So hopefully that'll lend itself to a cracking contest. Bit of drizzle in the forecast. How are you calling it? I think Leinster. I think you've got to back Leinster to shade it. Obviously, that they'll have a much changed team based on their side from last week. That the players back into the side today, and as I say, the home advantage. But really, their season has built up to this moment. Um, so. You know, when it's coming down the stretch, I'm sure they'll have prepared for different scenarios with La Rochelle. But Ronan O'Gara uh, is a wily operator and obviously have, has done so well with La Rochelle. But it should be a brilliant contest and hopefully a, a really good culmination to the European season. How are you calling it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with my home team in Leinster. I do think that the home advantage will play a big part today. And I think Leinster got that bit of a scare last week. And that'll kind of just sharpen the minds a little bit this week. They know exactly what La Rochelle are going to try and do. And there's you know so much power and pace on that uh, French side coming in today. So I definitely think that they've they've got that little bit of a scare now. They won't allow themselves to, to get that little bit of complacency that has crept in maybe a bit last week. But you know these are absolute international players, stars of the game. And seeing the likes of Robbie Henshaw and James Lowe come back in... That must just give not only your fans but you know everybody in the team a little bit of a boost knowing that these are you know absolute game changers they can you know just turn the game with just one little uh, you know a little flick or, or you know even somebody like of James Lowe might just rile up the La Rochelle players a little bit get the fans on side and that's what you need in a final like this you need to do everything to win and I do think they might shade it by about three points 14 of the 15 players in that Leinster team were part of the Irish Grand Slam unit 10 of the team that started against England are starting for Leinster today Leinster have not lost a match in the Champions Cup this season um, obviously but they haven't um, they've won every game by at least 15 points and that is significant I was actually going through the stats and maybe this doesn't matter but the last time I believe they lost with a crowd at the Viva Stadium in the Champions Cup was December 2015 wow. they did lose to Saracens at home during the Covid time maybe that's just that was, it wasn't 100% about like last night but I, I can't really see any evidence other than that but uh, Look, this will be a real test because last year it was down in Marseille. It was hot. It was a very much a French atmosphere. It's the absolute flip of that today. And I do think La Rochelle are better. Uh, there are a lot more changes in their team from 12 months on. There's only two changes in the Leinster team, Ross Byrne and uh, Dan Sheehan. But Leinster have to win. If they don't win this uh, at home, um, it'll be it'll be a underwhelming return for the quality of the team they've had over the last years. They just have to win the game. We've got live commentary later. Small matter of Katie Taylor fighting for the first time in seven years in this country this evening. Yeah, first time on home soil. The undisputed lightweight champion taking on the undisputed super lightweight champion in Chantel Cameron at the Three Arena this evening. And speaking to her own Ashling O'Reilly this week, Katie says this is the fight that not only should, should, should secure her legacy, but also help show that boxing can be on the grandest stage here once again. Yeah, I think this could possibly be the biggest time in my career so far. Um, obviously what happened in Madison Square Garden was very, very special, but the only thing that could actually top what happened in, in MSG is a, in a, is a night like this at home in front of my home crowd. Um, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric and this is a, definitely the biggest time in my career so far. Yeah, you've come a long way from pretending to, to be a boy <laughs> in the ring to people are out here supporting you, hundreds and thousands of people. It, it's just an incredible journey. It really is. Uh, when I when this fight was actually made, when I knew that, that the, the homecoming fight was actually going to happen, I was reminded back the first time I actually said, put on a pair of gloves as, as a 9 or 10 year old. Just all the sacrifices year in, year out that, that I made. Um, all the obstacles that were in my way from, from a, a young age. Now here we are. Um, women's boxing again is, is headlining a huge show. And we're going to be uh, the centre of attention in the whole boxing world again. And um, I'm just so grateful for this, for this journey. It's been amazing. Probably only Paul McGrath and Katie Taylor. You'd have to say they're the most beloved sports stars we've ever had in this country. I hope she wins. Uh, she's gone up in weight. Chantal Cameron also unbeaten. It'll be tight. It always is tight. It is, yeah. And Katie, certainly, you can never accuse her of taking the easy fights. I mean, this is a step up in weight class. This is a different kind of challenge to Serrano. I've listened to an awful lot of uh, boxing podcasts this week, and a lot of them are saying, this is Katie Taylor. She is women's boxing to a certain extent. But Chantel Cameron has kind of come under the radar a little bit, but she is somebody who can, you know, really put it up to her and, you know, undefeated as well, undisputed in in our category. So this is definitely not going to be a walk in the park for Katie. And like that, you know, an awful lot of boxing champions will just take the easy fight, particularly 
particularly something like this, you know, a real homecoming that Katie Destroyer, you know, whoever it is in, in six rounds. But Katie is, is here to fight. She's here to to really put on a show, and I think that has to be um, has to be commended for. You just wonder, will this be the final fight for Katie? Obviously, there was talk for, from Eddie Hearn during the week that you know if Katie was to lose today, then there's definitely no prospect of a, a Crow Park fight. So obviously, I think that's all something that we definitely want to do. Uh, we want to see as well. So hopefully this won't be the end of the journey, but even if it was and, and Katie goes out with a victory tonight, I think that would be an absolutely crowning well, The thing moment. about the Krog Park fight is if it did get ever to Krog Park, it still be probably on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's this kind of uh, clamour for Katie at Krog Park, which I think everybody would want to see, but that would be on free territory this national occasion. It doesn't work that way in boxing and it probably would be on pay-per-view. Um, we have a huge amount of Gator Games action today, so just get us get our heads around it if you can. Yeah, well, let's start with the new group stage series in the All-Ireland Football Championship. Clare playing Donegal in the first game in Group 4. Throwing at Cusick Park in Ennis is at 2 o'clock. Then from 3 o'clock in Killarney, two of the heavyweights collide in Group 1 with Kerry up against Mayo. We'll have updates from that game with James O'Donoghue. In Group 2, a Galway welcome to Roan to Salt Hill. That's a 5-15 throw-in, so some real heavyweights in those early clashes. Uh, we have the Football Charlton Cup as well in Group 1. London hosting Cavan and Leash playing Neighbours Offaly. Carlo meet Limer- Rick and Wicklow face Longford in Group 2. In Group 3, it's Waterford versus Meath. And in Group 4, it's Leitrim hosting for Manor, while Antrim take on my own Wexford. Now we've got Hurling as well. Yeah, Kilkenny can take another step towards a spot in the Leinster Hurling final tonight. The Cats take on Dublin, with both sides on five points from their opening three matches. Thrown at Nolan Park is at 6 o'clock. We also have minor semi-finals in the All-Ireland Series, sponsored by Electric Ireland. Clare at the moment leading Kilkenny six points to five in Thurless. That match followed by Galway against Cork at three. Cahal Malani, what are you looking at for in the Football Championship this weekend and in the Hurling Championship? Yeah, well, I think uh, huge games in the Munster Hurling Championship tomorrow, but today I think Kerry and Mayo, I know a lot of people are saying that matches in the early stages of the group stage maybe don't have the the amount riding on the result that they might have had otherwise with a different structure but I think it's a huge game for Mayo in particular to try and build some They've momentum. had a break obviously because they were knocked out in the first round of Connacht. Exactly, so they've had six weeks off uh, away from competitive action and I think it's important to build up momentum for a team like Mayo like they did in the league and we saw how that ended with the, the title going west with Mayo at the end of that and it's a great opportunity for them to really stake their claim today against a Kerry side who really strolled through the Munster Championship laced with quality all over the field and they obviously have that strong home record as well so I think it would be a big statement if Mayo can go down there and get a result because they probably have fallen out of um, the spotlight if you like having not played for for six weeks but also we need to consider the performances of Dublin Galway and Kerry in the time since Mayo have exited the championship I think those three teams seem to be out in front of the pack and you have Tyrone and Mayo maybe in behind them so we'll get a good look at both Tyrone and Mayo today in difficult enough environments as they both go away from home to see where they're at in terms of the All-Ireland picture and what about the Sligo group you're a Sligo man you've got what Kildare Ross Kildare tomorrow yeah at Markovic Park I think uh, look at it's a game that Sligo have to target to try and win Um, obviously Dublin are are going to be out in front in that group and Roscommon look pretty strong as well based on their league campaign and their win over Mayo so I think Sligo have a good record against Kildare in the championship they definitely beat them in Markovic in a qualifier in the mid-noughties and in Crow Park in 0-1 as well so I'd be hopeful of uh, Sligo giving them a, a pretty decent game tomorrow now we've got a lot of Premier League action this weekend to decide maybe top four not the actual top four but 
to give us a better sense of the picture, Aidan, and then mm. the relegation as well. Yeah, let's start with the relegation battle. Everton are a point outside the drop zone ahead of their trip to Wolves today. Nottingham Forest can all but assure themselves of their league status if they beat Arsenal at the City ground this evening. If Arsenal lose that game, it all hands the title to Manchester City as well. Uh, the game on at the minute is just coming up to half-time. That's Tottenham taking on Brentford and Tottenham leading through a Harry Kane free kick and an absolutely gorgeous goal it was as well. Uh, just inside the opening five minutes, it was tipped off to him. I can't remember by exactly who, but he absolutely curled it into the top right-hand corner and uh, possibly a final goal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, 28 goals for the season now in the Premier League for Harry Kane. Uh, if the right offer is made, you might think so. If Manchester United come in for him, uh, I do think as a Spurs fan, I'd give absolutely a complete blessing for Harry Kane uh, to leave the club. I just there's another attack going on here at the moment, but it's about to uh, strike the the bell of half time. Spurs won Brentford nil. Yeah, uh, the other games on today: Liverpool facing Aston Villa, Manchester United go to Bournemouth, and Fulham hosting Crystal Palace. Uh, the Reds will say goodbye to four players this afternoon: Roberto Firmino, James Milner, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and Naby Keita, all playing their final home games for the club. And Jurgen Klopp says they will be sorely missed. It's kind of super emotional as well for for a different reason because um, we really say goodbye to, from my point of view, four Liverpool legends um, because two of them were here when I arrived Millie and Bobby obviously and yeah nothing would have happened definitely of all the good things what happened in the last few years without them that's clear Ox came in pretty early then Abby came in I'm pretty sure and, and, and Ox was just unlucky in moments Injuries, bad injuries, in absolute wrong moment. I remember the game against Rome when when he got badly injured, and I had no clue how to sort that situation. He was that good and pretty much irreplaceable in that moment. Um, that was obviously really hard. But besides that, he's a fantastic guy and um, was super important for the team over the, the whole period. When people think about Nabi, then it's probably as well a few too many injuries um, in the time, but. Um, when you look back at important games, you will realize how often he played in super important games for us and how often he performed in these games. So, um, all four won pretty, won pretty much each available trophy, and, um, and we love them. Real sense of family feel with uh, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp and those players, and can't underestimate how much that has contributed to their success. What else do we have football wise uh, today, Aidan? The Republic of Ireland bid to get their under-17 European Championship campaign back on track this afternoon. They were beaten 5-1 by Poland in a pretty dismal performance during the week. But they play Wales in Budapest from half-past three in their next group game. Women's Premier Division action today as well. Yeah, Piment will look to maintain their advantage at the top of the SSE Artricity Women's Premier Division today. They host Galway United, while second place Shamrock Rovers are at home to DLR Waves. Sligo Rovers welcome Shelburne to the showgrounds. Treaty United face Wexford Utes and Bohemians will take on Athlone Town. In the men's games last night, Derry City sit top of the Premier Division as we speak. Rory Higgins aside, were 4-1 winners over UCD last night, while Shamrock Rovers lost 2-1 at home to Drogheda United in a bit of an upset. Elsewhere, Bohemians and Dundalk played out a 2-all draw. Cork City beats Sligo Rovers 1-0, and St. Pat's overcame Shelburne by the same scoreline in the Dublin Derby. In the First Division, Galway United remained 10 points clear after a 3-0 win over Treaty United. There were also wins last night for Waterford, Bray and Longford Town. Cove Ramblers and Athlone Town played out a two-all draw. Yeah, I wouldn't think that it's a procession for Shamrock Rovers going for the four in a row when you have results like that last night. That was a surprise, I have to say, for me. 
Yeah, huge surprise. I think cre- credit to Drogheda United. Um, I've, they've played quite well actually in recent weeks and probably haven't got the results that their performances warranted. But last night they were brilliant and worth watching back the second goal from Drogheda United last night. It's an absolutely brilliant team goal from their own half where they uh, worked it through the lines really well and, and it was a good finish too. And from a title race point of view, Derry City will be really pleased with where they're at right now. They've got a really good squad, a good manager in Rory Higgins and... Uh, they're at the top of the table this morning and I think they'll be confident enough that they can maintain a push this season right to the very end. We have golf action, Aidan. Roy McIlroy and Shane Lowry are both five shots off the lead heading into the weekend at the USPGA Championship. Both players are level par with Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors and Victor Hovland sharing the lead on five under. Padraig Harrington is back on three over par. Seamus Power missed the cut. He finished nine over. So Scotty Scheffler has shown since the Masters that that was definitely a statement win for him last year after all the wins he had before the Masters uh, 12 months ago and then he won the Players' Championship this year. He is very unflappable. Curry Connors is a very good iron player, good ball striker and Victor Hovland once again played well at the Masters this year. A course I wouldn't think would normally suit him. This is more of a ball striker's course, Oak Hill. So maybe a first ever Norwegian winner of a major. Yeah, and he is a player that has come into the reckoning, I guess, with that performance at the Masters and also at the Open uh, last year. He's only 25 years of age, but you do get the sense that he's trending towards that kind of area where he can contend regularly in major championships. And the more often that he contends, uh, the better chance he has to, to nab one. And from a European point of view, it'd be great to see him make the breakthrough this season with the Ryder Cup uh, coming into view. Interesting comments from Rory McIlroy, I thought, on his opening two rounds where he basically dismissed his efforts off the tee. He's really struggling off the tee and uh, he speculated that he might just go with driver now and hit it as far as he can because he's not, quite sure, he's not quite sure where it's going. Now, the only thing is the golf course is really penal. I mean, it's it's more like a US Open style golf course than, than a US PGA. But it's going to be interesting to see if he can correct that little bit of difficulty off the tee. The rest of his game looks to be in reasonable enough shape that he could get into contention. They're only five shots off the lead. Larry you don't think it's, yeah, this, it's well within his compass? Absolutely, yeah. I think when you look at the players between him and the lead obviously Scheffler at the top and then there are a couple of players in there like Kepka and DeChambeau uh, Justin Rose as well has also played reasonably well over the first two days but I think Lowry showed yesterday I think he had six birdies and eight holes uh, finished with two bogeys then or something like that but I think that shows that you can get on a little bit of a run if, you, if you've got everything together There's so much sport my head is going to explode folks and it's only 20 past one in the, uh, in the afternoon we're on until late remember folks this evening because of the uh, Leinster Lavershell commentary we're bringing you from Lansdowne Road remember as well as you're binging on sport this weekend to pick out your best performance of the weekend whether it's a player, manager even the ref tune into OTB's Instagram page tomorrow evening Sunday leave a selection in the comments under our performance rankings post if your selection matches our top pick live on Monday's OTB AM you're with a chance then of winning a Gillette Labs exfoliating razor skin guard shaving gel and a refill blades pack that is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day some sad news from the world of American football Aiden. Yeah, one of the greats, Jim Brown, has died at the age of 87, regarded as one of the best running backs in the history of the sport. He was also a prominent voice in the American civil rights movements of the 1950s and 60s. Brown was part of the Cleveland Browns championship winning team in 1964. Also racing today? Yeah, seven race card at Wexford, in, uh, in, in, and that one is off in the next couple of minutes there in about 20 to 2. What are the headlines going to be on Monday morning then, Cahill? Get your, get your crystal ball out. Leinster, the Heineken Cup champions. Uh, tight race over in the Premier League, maybe. And Limerick out of the championship? Uh, I don't think so. I think they've got enough to... I think they've got enough to, to get a result tomorrow. I think... Um, look, at they're probably one of the best teams we've ever seen in hurling. I think they have enough to, to keep themselves in the picture. 
What are the headlines Monday morning? Uh, Wexford keeping themselves in the championship, I hope, is one of them anyway. But no, I do think Leinster are Heineken Cup champions. I'm hoping we're still seeing Katie Taylor celebrating in the ring. Uh, plenty of those pictures still going around. And I have a feeling that Chelsea might do Arsenal a favour. I don't know why. I've, I, I tried to, to big up Arsenal all year and I was, I was looking fairly smug up until a couple of weeks ago. But I do think that City, City have to drop points at some stage. They just have to. They can't be this relentless machine all the time. And I think they might drop at least one tomorrow. And I think Arsenal will win today. So hopefully we'll go down to the final day. OK, Aidan Delaney and Carl Manny, thank you so much for the news round. Now, folks, coming up after the break, we're going to preview two games here, which have a huge amount riding on them in the Munster Hurling Championship tomorrow. Clare versus Cork and Limerick against Tipperary and all of the Leinster matches as well in the small ball game with Michael Verney, former Offaly hurler and off the ball Saturday on News Talk, is back after this.